Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the house centipede. Now, the house centipede is a creature that probably most people in the world have seen at some point in their lives. Uh, we'll talk about what it looks like, and you've probably, you'll probably realize that you have seen one before. Um, but as for where it's found, uh, it is found everywhere. It's basically found everywhere except Antarctica and then like southern Southeast Asia. It's believed to have originated somewhere in the Mediterranean region, uh, but just because it's a type of bug, it's very easily transported, uh, whether it be through goods and whatnot around the world. So now they can be found pretty much on any continent. And as you can probably guess, it's called the house centipede, so it does like to live in houses. Uh, It does prefer cool, damp areas, so think of uh, basements, garages. This is the place where you'll typically find them. Um, And they do like to come out at night, so you don't really see them during the day a lot because they are a little bit sensitive to light, uh, but they are primarily come out at nighttime. And the reason they prefer these cool, damp places is because of their, like, temperature regulation and, like, uh, hydro uh, regulation in their body. Uh, So they they don't want to get dehydrated from it being too dry, and they don't want to overheat from it being too warm. Now, the general size of the uh, house centipede, they can be anywhere from about three to four inches in length, and they have 15 pairs of legs going down the sides of their bodies. And then the last pair on the adult females can actually be almost twice as long as the length of the body, and these legs can range anywhere from about one to one and a half inches in length themselves. So as Julia described, they have these longer legs. And this is where we t- where I talked about earlier where this is a creature that you probably have seen. They're the really creepy bugs in your house that look like they have really long and they look like they have a million legs. But it's just they, have, they only have 15 pairs, so they only have 30 legs, but they are very long. And then as for color, uh, they tend to be in the like uh, yellowish, brownish kind of range of color. Uh, their legs are banded, light and dark, and the body is like a, like a dirty yellow with some dark stripes uh, like going horizontally across its back. Uh, and it can also range from like a yellowish gray color as well. And like Julia mentioned, their legs are pretty long. Uh, they can get up to like one to one and a half inches. And these long legs uh, help them be really fast. So they they can reach speeds of up to 1.3 feet per second, which, you know, we, we say feet per second. And you're like, that's not very far. But think how tiny these things are. And they are just dashing around. And now they also have developed automimicry. Um, and their tail-like hind legs look like antenna. Um, and this is so if it's look if it's sitting still, you really can't tell which is the head and which is the back end of it. Um, and again, this is to help with uh, like predators. And when it's sitting still, you really don't know which way it's gonna go. And then unlike other centipedes, uh, the house centipede has well-developed faceted eyes. 
And these faceted eyes are very sensitive to daylight and sensitive to ultraviolet light. So because they're so sensitive, that's how we see they, they like to come out at night and they're able to be really good nocturnal hunters. And usually if you shine a light on them or you turn a light on in a room, they're gonna dash away. They don't necessarily want to be in the light. And its diet consists of basically smaller insects, arthropods, um, also arachnids. Uh, so they eat things like silverfish, cockroaches, spiders, beetles, um, pretty much anything like that that they can uh, get their hands on, basically. And as we mentioned, they're very commonly found in houses. And like Julia said, they eat a lot of other arthropods or other insects. Uh, in doing our research, one funny thing that we found uh, if you have a lot of house centipedes in your house, uh, that's that's actually an indication of a bigger problem uh, because house centipedes will congregate where there is food. If there are a lot of house centipedes in your house, that means there is a lot of food. So you most likely would have an infestation of some other kind of creature and the house centipede is trying to eat all them. And so saying this, House centipedes are actually kind of good to have in your house. Um, they, they function the similar to like spiders, where it's it's actually a good thing to have some spiders in your house because they'll take care of some of these other insects that you may not want. And like other centipedes, uh, they do have poison glands. So they can administer venom through what are called forcipules. So usually when we think of venom, we think of uh, something biting you. Uh, but they don't do it with their mandibles. They do it with these force appeals instead of actually biting you. So think of it more like a bee sting rather than a bug bite. So since they inject venom, uh, what they usually try to go for when they are hunting is getting in that sting and then basically letting it do its work. Uh, so like we said, they are nocturnal hunters and they are, they're, they're pretty uh, dominant uh, when it comes to hunting. So they use their antenna to for smells and uh, tactile information. So like feeling if where things might be as well as smelling them. And they use their mandibles and legs for holding their prey when they do catch them. And they can actually hold several insects at a time. I mean, since they have so many legs, they are able to do it. So what they do, they usually jump onto their prey. They're very uh, fast, like we said. And they will use their legs in a technique called as like lassoing. So like we said, they have long legs. So they'll kind of like wrap the prey up in their legs. And as for what eats it, um, you know, it is a bug. It is an insect. So you can think of things like, you know, bigger spiders, uh, larger bugs, even things like frogs and lizards. Um, but these uh, creatures really try to avoid uh, the danger, I guess, as much as they can. They really don't like to get in fights with bigger things. And when there's a kind of rival in the area, they'll pretty much just steer clear. And they're really smart when it comes to the types of things they are trying to uh, kill and bring down to eat. For example, with wasps, they will sting them and inject the venom and then retreat. Uh, they know it is not smart to stick around with a wasp because the wasp could get a sting in as well. So they sting it and then they run until the venom has worked. And they can also detach their legs. So if a prey happens to grab it, it can actually detach um, a leg or two if it needs to, if it becomes trapped. And then when it comes to mating, there actually is kind of a courtship with the centipedes. So they can start breeding in their third year. And to begin mating, the male and female will kind of circle around each other and they'll make contact with their uh, antenna. And it, their antenna is very sensitive, so that, that's why they do that. And the male will deposit his sperm on the ground and then the female will use it to help fertilize her eggs. And after the two centipedes mate, uh, the female will lay eggs 
and there was actually a laboratory observation of 24 house centipedes, and there was an average of 63 eggs laid, uh, with a maximum of about 150 being laid by the female at once. And then when the house centipedes do finally hatch, uh, they are only they only have four pairs of legs, uh, but they basically look like smaller versions of adults. The only difference is they just have less legs. And they'll have five larval molts uh, because they have to molt because they're getting bigger. And they will get new legs every single – for those first five larval molts. So starts out with four pairs and then it will go five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. And then on the, uh, the next molt – so those are the first five larval molts. The next molt is when the uh, centipede is considered an adolescent and that's when it will get its 15th pair of legs. And – the uh that is when it becomes an adult and then it'll grow a couple more times and after that it kind of just stops growing and like we said earlier they get they reach sexual maturity at about three years so that that's about when the last molt will happen and with this they can actually live from three to seven years which is pretty uh impressive for an insect and a centipede uh just depends on again the environment and uh basically just what's happening around them then as for uh, family behavior, communication, all that sort of stuff, uh, they are insects, so there's not a ton of uh, behavior or family societal stuff. Uh, that you, You'll see that more with like, you know, ants, uh, bees, termites, that sort of thing. Centipedes, not so much. They're pretty solitary creatures. Uh, the one form of uh, like sound that we know of that they create is called stridulation. We actually mentioned this before with the uh, Goliath bird-eating spider, where it's that whole thing where they can rub their legs together and it makes a noise. So similar to crickets, other centipedes, um, grasshoppers, whatnot, you'll see this where they can rub their legs together and make a noise. And as for its population, um, they're insects and they're pretty much all over the world, so we really don't know how many there are. Um, best guess is that they're doing just fine. As long as there's insects to eat, they're going to live. Uh, the biggest threats to them, as you can probably guess, is humans. Uh, we see them as pests and basically kill them on spot. Uh, but I hope we taught you enough to where you'll let it live in your house. So like we have mentioned, uh, yes, they are, can be considered a pest. Um, but understand that having some in your home can actually be a good thing. And if you have a lot in your home, that's an indication of a different problem and that you probably want to get that looked at. Um, as for their interactions with humans, so they are very skittish. They will most, they will almost always run from you or at least try to get somewhere where they can hide, find cover, get somewhere cool, dark, damp. Um, if you do trap one or are trying to handle one, which we do not recommend, uh, they can bite and they can sting you. Uh However, the sting has been compared to about a bee sting where it's just some small localized swelling and a little bit of pain. Uh, we recommend you not be in a situation where that happens, though. And allergic reactions to the sting are uh, very rare. So you don't have too much to worry about, but don't put yourself in a situation where you have to find out. Thanks for tuning in and listening on the uh, house centipede. I hope we uh, taught you more about it. Like we said, it is in your house. So I'm sure everyone has seen one. Uh, but tune in next week to where we will talk about the shoebill stork.
I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.